0: I know what I would do if I didn't win? I guess we'll never
1: know. So keep it love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus
0: just rose again. Listen to the kids.
2: Welcome to watching the throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West.
3: Live at South by Southwest, which oh. is again. again, we are back. <laughs> for some reason, they let us back. Yeah, this is this is year two, and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to give a quick thank you to South by Southwest to tune in for uh, putting the podcast stage together, together and giving us this opportunity. They have a uh, they've had thirty three podcasts total as part of the podcast stage, so it's cool that get this opportunity to do live shows, interact with uh, some audience. Thank you all for coming today. We actually have people in the room with us.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, love it. Yeah, should we introduce ourselves, by the way? (laughs) Uh, My name's Travis. I'm Chris. And uh, last year we were here, we did a, uh, (laughs) because we are a lyrical analysis, we, we really do go through his songs, like, line by line, word by word, trying to dissect it and what Kanye's uh, kind of purposes and how he works his narratives. Um, and we decided that, hey, let's go through the entirety of Jesus, detail, like, top to bottom, like, wow, he's building this character. Onside starts playing, people walk out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think people, uh, you come one expecting one thing from a Kanye podcast, they don't expect this kind of, like, uh, scholarly like dive into stuff. Uh, so this year I think we've decided to make it a little more interactive and fun and to be a little bit of a open space to talk about Kanye and how much we love him. and Or how much you don't love him. If you don't, that's fine. If you're a Taylor fan, hey, that's cool. <laughs> it, uh, is there anybody here that just doesn't like Kanye?
3: No. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's it. that's not, Safe space. Yeah, that's not often you're in a room and Never. you can say that. And no hand, like usually it's just like a bunch of hands go up Really, is this uh, like,
2: is this like an AA meeting. Like You can stand <laughs> up like, hi, I'm a Kanye West fan. Like, hi.
1: Like,
3: <laughs> and so we're going we're gonna to be doing some... We have a few games. We have a few prizes, these vinyls. So you can actually walk away with one of these vinyls today. Um, and then we're going to be having some discussions that are generated by you all, just if you have topics in mind that you want to discuss, whether it's uh, a specific song, a specific line, album, uh, Kanye's perception in the public eye... Fashion, anything, any, any, anything. Um, where you would go get ice cream with Kanye? If you could go somewhere and get ice cream with Kanye, <laughs> you know
2: those kinds what of things. You'd put on your frozen yogurt, stuff like that. All of them, all of them. Do we want to go over some of the episodes we've done?
3: Yeah. So uh, we've done like eighty lyrical deconstructions, um, covered eighty tracks, all from the albums. Um, we. Our main thesis is that Graduation, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Yeezus, and The Life of Pablo are all concept albums. So a lot of it is detailing what the storyline is on those albums, and how Kanye, as a narrative artist, builds that narrative, not just on each track, but across the album, and the themes that he develops
2: for each of those albums. And we've interviewed some people as well. We have what we call Storgays. Um, which at first was a joke and has now become something we do a lot. Um, you want to go through some of the, because you're usually are doing the interviews. Yeah. Um,
3: so we started, uh, we've had stories with just regular fans uh, that just love Kanye, wanted to talk about why they love Kanye, what Kanye's work has meant to them. We've talked with people with some profile, uh, like Demario Jackson from The Bachelorettes, uh, Nia Hill, who's an actress and married to comedian Bill Burr. Tyler Barstow, who is the co-founder of Vinyl Me, Please. We're in talks with somebody from Adidas. And uh, we just recently interviewed Joe Perez, who was the curator of Kanye's blog for two years and was the lead art director at Donda for six. And I like to say uh, they, they, he helped design the Yeezus cover, which I mean is a coverless album. But that takes work <laughs> to get to the spot that you are bold enough to go for the coverless album and, uh, the cruel summer album yeah. cover. So that was really cool. Cause that was the first time getting to interview somebody that was like legitimately had worked with Kanye almost daily. One degree of separation. That's yeah. really what we're looking for here. Yeah. <laughs> what we're looking for is a slumber party with Kanye <laughs> <laughs> where we watch Akira <laughs> and, you know, talk about nineties cartoons. Absolutely. Um,
2: Okay, yeah. Anything else where we jump into a game?
3: No, yeah. First game. Uh, so we're going to do a game. I, I don't know. Some of you may know this. Some of you may not. Kanye and Kim apparently love Family Feud. Um, Kim was on the Jimmy Kimmel show when Jennifer Lawrence was hosting. And Jennifer Lawrence was like, do you do normal things? Or are you normal people? <laughs> and Kim's like, oh, yeah, we watch Family Feud every night before bed. Which that's some dedication to Family Feud. So we thought, and they actually just recorded a celebrity episode of Family Feud. I cannot wait. Oh my God. Yeah, (laughs) that's going to be, I think, June or July. Um, But we're going to do a a Family Feud fast money challenge right now with uh, two of you. So, two people are going to get to come up and do this. You're just going to answer five questions. We surveyed people, believe it or not, (laughs) to get responses to this. Your prize is music, so you want to do this yeah um so we're gonna ask uh some test questions just oh yeah if you answer the question right you get to come up and play
2: um i got pulled up here all right
3: wait you got it already mm-hmm.
2: okay so if you want to play answer this question um the first single off college dropout is through the wire what was the second single so a second single ever I guess you can shout it out, but... (laughs) No, it's not, actually. Slow jams. We got it. Come on up. Oh, yeah, you do. (laughs) You're facing off whoever can answer this question. What year was Kanye West born? So close. Anybody? That should help whoever guesses next. Other direction. Yeah. <laughs> Get up here. All
3: right. So you're actually going to have to step outside for just one second.
2: This is how Fast Money works. You can't hear
3: what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So so We'll call you back in. <laughs> Cover your ears. Try not to hear anything.
2: All right. You got the game questions? Um, I do. So I guess I don't have to explain how Fast Money works, but in case you've never seen it, we'll ask five questions. We surveyed people. Um, you give the first answer, that pops off the top of your head. We'll give them, like, what, 30-ish seconds? Yeah. Um, and then whatever you, your score adds up to, if you win, you get to pick first. Everyone's going to win a prize. It it's like you're not going to get a vinyl. Um, but, yeah. So, ready whenever? Yeah. All right. What is the best song on Jesus? Bound to. Name one of the lights. Um... Top lights. Besides runaway, what is a song Kanye fans fall in love with on the first listen? All falls down. Who has had the best guest verse on a Kanye track? Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. <laughs> uh, you, Kanye and one director are going to meet for ice cream. Who's the director? Movie director. Yes. Yeah
0: um, Scorsese. Great. Yeah. Great. Awesome.
2: Yeah. you can
3: me, <laughs> yeah. That was good.
0: That
2: was solid. That was solid. Now do we have it? A- Usually they say the score when the next person walks out. Do we know the score? Oh yeah. I have to do math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go ahead and come and sit down and. Just want to know what you're battling here. We're adding it up. Uh, <laughs> twenty-six. Twenty-six. Not score bad. twenty-six. All right. So you get the same five questions. You didn't hear anything, did you? No, I didn't. You're not cheating. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I I, I trust you. Um, so you ready to go? Oh yeah. All right. Here we go again. What is the best song on Jesus? Bound two for sure. <laughs> Name one of the lights. Street lights. Besides Runaway, what is a song Kanye fans fall in love with on first listen? Good morning. Who has the best guest verse on a Kanye track? Rick Ross, Devil in a New Dress. That's good stuff. You, Kanye West, and one film director are going to meet for Ice Cream. Who's the director? M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Scorsese's awesome, but that's a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that score ended up being higher. Mostly because Streetlights had, like, an insane amount of votes.
3: <laughs> yeah, Cop lights had three. Streetlights was the number one answer with 18. Um, and then Rick Ross was also the number one answer. Uh, Nikki, Nikki was at 14, but Rick Ross at 20. So uh, that right there. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> that part. Congratulations. You get to pick uh, one of these vinyls that oh. you can take home.
2: Or the CD. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Clap. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, crowd. I was feeling good vibes. And you'll still get second pick. Don't worry. You, you're not going to go home empty-handed. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't know. Oh, you're just looking. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to pressure you. He grabbed the power. Of, we didn't go over the prizes that are actually Oh no. Here. Yeah, we have, we have uh, five vinyls which is the power
3: single 808s and heartbreak college dropout late registration and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and the yeezus cd
2: which is looks badass like i feel like you should have it on cd (laughs) i do have a bootleg copy of. i shouldn't say that out loud but i did buy it randomly like i found it at a vinyl shop and i was like i know this is wrong but I, i need it so and when you need it you get it Yeah, absolutely Probably decided faster, huh? No, this is <laughs> beautiful.
0: All right, I'm crowdsourcing the opinion here. I'm crowdsourcing myself. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I'm This I was, one? I no, but one. what about college dropout? College Ooh. dropout
2: Ooh, Yeah. You should get college dropout. Dude. Peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Now we're adding a third <laughs> one. <laughs> it's college dropout or beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. Well, what do you like more? Yeah. All right, you <laughs> <laughs> <fire. laughs> <laughs> right, chose my and beautiful, f- dark twisted. Do you know fantasy. what you want?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we figured like the power rankings of the vinyls were gonna be. We should have just gotten six copies of my beautiful, dark twisted yeah, fantasy.
2: Really well, <laughs> go All right, call us
3: drunk, huh? All right. Yeah,
2: There we go. Yeah.
3: It's okay. funny. So much of Kanye's music is like Kanye himself is a polarizing figure, but then his albums within the fandom. Uh, You have people that you ask We could probably do a poll of the room and be like Who here thinks College Dropout's the best? And you'd see
2: Let's do a poll of the room Okay (laughs) (laughs) Who thinks College Dropout is the best Kanye West album? Okay Oh, less hands than I thought We get a few We get a few My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy?
3: Absolutely Most of the room Yeezus? (laughs) Okay Any any 808s? 808s We 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 get one 808s Which is usually like, you know somebody's been through some,
1: been through some shit.
2: (laughs) There are levels to 808s, like you hear 808s at first, you're like, okay, like that's interesting. Then like, you get dumped. Yeah, or you're just depressed. And And you're like, 808s. Yeah. Yeah, and
3: then you watch the Hollywood Bowl live concert that Kanye did and you're just like, oh. You you
2: melt. There's nothing left of you.
3: Yeah, you come back, you come back to yourself. You come back to yourself. Um, well, so we kind of wanted to open it up and see what topic discussions people wanted to, wanted to throw out there. Is there any, anybody have any strong opinions yet? Wyoming. Wyoming yeah. We thought about talking about Wyoming. So yeah. So this works out. Kanye, uh, earlier in the year last year, yeah. we're in a new year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, was at Jackson hole, Wyoming. And people said that he went up onto a mountain and was writing new music. And you know he's at a point where people are describing what he's doing as going on to a mountain (laughs) to write new music, (laughs) not just like oh yeah he's in Wyoming. It's like he's on a mountaintop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a so he's been back and forth a few times at this point. Yeah, he's a a whole crew is there. Uh, ASAP Ferg, like Fergie, one of them. Ferg. Ferg. A bunch of people, a bunch of uh, engineers have been there. There were pictures of, Team Kanye Daly's always great at this, throwing up pictures of people putting together the studio. So it looks like we're getting some kind of music that's happening. It
2: reminds me of like Hawaii. Like when you get that many people in a room, you got to feel like there's idea generation happening. There's people bouncing off, years, off each other. This is Kanye. This is what he always does. He surrounds himself with people whenever he's working at anything. is like asking for feedback. That's why there's so many writing credits in his album. It's God, come on, please let it, <laughs> TurboGrafx-18, come on. Yeah,
3: I just, I hope uh, people that are listening to the live stream on TuneIn <laughs> are, uh, <laughs> I like, and then people that are listening in the future to the just the general recording of this episode are like, oh yeah, we already have that album. Like, this information is <laughs> like past tense for me. Like, I know everything that happens. Like, I have all the
2: power here and knowledge
3: where we're just so ignorant at this point. <laughs>
2: they should know what it was like to just be miserable and not have that album. <laughs> this is this is what it was like. Yeah. Um,
3: but, you know, it seems like Kanye really does like the location-based, with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, being in Hawaii, when they recorded everything, uh, had some special results. We saw how many hands went up for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Jesus, uh, he was very much in the Paris mindsets. Um, and then Life of Pablo was just very LA based. Um, So it's, uh, I think him going to Wyoming, it shows he's in that serious mind state. He's ready to make some new music. Uh, You know, Seth Rogen, there's that famous story of uh, Kanye seeing Seth in the hotel lobby and being like, Seth, and it's (laughs) late at night and Seth Rogen told this story on Howard Stern and he's just like, went down to get ice cream or something with his wife because they were high and needed something to (laughs) eat. And uh, Seth and Kanye start talking. He's like, "Do you want to hear some of my new music?" And they're thinking, like, "Oh, he's going to play us a couple songs." And Kanye takes Seth Rogen and his wife into a limousine, and for two hours, just raps at them, <laughs> like, is playing the music. He's standing up, like, rapping at them. And I guess at one point he had to leave the car. And Seth Rogen and his wife are looking at each other and Howard Stern's like, well, so you wanted to leave, right? Like, how do I get away from this? It's kind of crazy. And he's like, no, we didn't want it to end. This was incredible. Like, we have Kanye live rapping
2: for us. He has a history of this. He did this at Rolling Stone. He, like, showed up at Rolling Stone. I don't know why he was at Rolling Stone, actually, but he just did. And, like, hey, get all your writers in a room. And he just, like, is rapping and everyone's watching it eventually like, well, we have like deadlines meet. We got to go. And Connie was just pissed. He's like, no, don't go. Like this is happening. (laughs) Yeah. Got a history of it.
3: I'm doing something great right now. Absolutely. So, uh, that was 2014 and that was the earliest draft of what would become the life of Pablo. So he was already putting that together, which was probably so help me God back then all the name changes or that swish are, or swish yeah <laughs> so uh i you know i could imagine that the first time he went to wyoming um last year was probably he had something in mind for what we currently know as turbo 16 you know it might change its name but he tends to have a pretty long gestation period for some of these things so I don't know.
2: there's always cruel winter too which we know that they have been working on like They're in Wyoming where it's cold. Hey, I don't know. Just saying.
3: Yeah. It's uh, the long-awaited sequel. I can't wait.
2: I love that about Kanye, that he surrounds himself Because, I mean, it's one thing to, like, you're so elevated. Like, you could put out anything and people will worship you. But he really surrounds himself with people and wants feedback and wants people to bounce ideas off. And even if it's his family, like, for the life of Pablo, we saw all the people, like, signing the sheet of paper. Like, he's got that many people that are listening to his stuff. Like, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just going to ask for better or worse, I find myself having to defend my Kanye fandom <laughs> to people. Welcome because, to my life. Type yeah, yeah. been a Kanye West podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious, obviously, I guess you guys have run into that and like what you say to people or how you defend them and what your thoughts are there. Yeah. I guess there is a bit of like an elevator pitch. Because it depends on what you want from Kanye, right? Um, If you want the college dropout, kind of humbled, I love everybody, I love Chicago Kanye, what you get today is seemingly much different. Um, I would say that Kanye is a storyteller. Um, He kind of reminds me of a a director in a lot of ways where he has a lot of moving parts to what he does. He has a lot of people working with him. Um, He kind of has a storyline that goes through his albums. I think to really... um, appreciate Connie, kind of, you kind of have to look past what you know the headlines push out at you the way he's characterized and look really look internally and int- introspectively at kind of what his albums are doing um, and if you don't want to if you don't want that for music if you just want fun pop rap music like maybe Jesus isn't for you but if you're looking to give it a chance if you're looking to understand somebody more form some empathy um, I think Connie actually does offer a lot so I think I, that's usually the route I go um, I'm sure you're probably pretty similar.
3: Yeah, I was getting a, a haircut a few months back, and the woman's cutting my hair, and she's like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, you know, writes in a Kanye podcast. And she's like, ugh, Kanye. <laughs> she's like, you know, I like his music, but I hate him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all the, all the awful things that he's done. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I meant that sarcastically. <laughs> like, like, That's one of the strange things to me about Kanye is how much hate uh he gets for the fact that he hasn't really done he doesn't have the history of like a Chris Brown right uh he doesn't like he god I'm trying to think
2: of the worst thing that he's done the Taylor Swift interruption but I mean I understand people getting mad about that I mean I even think like that's kind of a a dick move but I get I don't know I feel like you could defend the Taylor thing better
3: I, he wasn't wrong.
2: <laughs> well, no, he definitely and wasn't so, wrong. He wasn't wrong.
3: <laughs> uh, the thing that uh, amazes me about the Taylor Swift situation is that a few months earlier, he was at the European uh, Video Awards, and his video for I think it was "Touch the Sky", Touch of Sky lost to uh, "Justice." Yeah. yeah, and the "Justice" video is like clever, but you could tell it was made on like a budget of three hundred dollars, and they just did like some stop motion things and. Uh, it won, and Kanye crashed the stage then, and he was very, that's when he did the interview, and he's like, little Henny Henny? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just is telling him, he's like, you know, I, you had a great, it was a cool video. I haven't seen your video, but I'm sure it was a cool video, but I spent a million dollars. Like, Touch the Sky was amazing, and people are cheering him. Like, he got a lot of... They're, like, laughing. They think it's entertaining. Yeah. And then months later, he goes and does the same thing at the at the Video Music Awards and just complete opposite response. So it's it's interesting that he was validated the first time, and it was thought of as kind of enjoyable and funny the first time. And then the Taylor incident, it almost ended his career. But... So I guess with the discussion of defense, I usually feel like people fall into a few different levels. There's, like, the level where you just hate Kanye and hate his music, level zero. There's level one where it's, like, you like Kanye's music, but you hate Kanye, don't know a lot about Kanye. Um, and then I feel people tend to get to level two the more they pay attention to some of his interviews, uh, where he stands on a lot of things that actually don't read the headlines. Yeah. But hear straight from him um and that's when you start to like kanye and you consider yourself like neutral on kanye but still liking his music and then you reach level three where you're just a full-blown kanye fan where you're like i support him i support <laughs> his music and i'm unashamed so it tends to it's a cautious navigation but it usually starts with like what level are they at
2: yeah um Okay. <laughs> uh, game two? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This game is called Yay or J. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to read a line. You've got to tell me if it's a Kanye line or a Jay line. Yeah, uh,
3: and then we're going to need you to answer a question again to see if you can, uh, can play. This is going to be a really easy one. What state did Kanye record my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? go come on up and you'll be competing at the same time this time so nobody has to be banished from the room (laughs) um and then what color is kanye's hair right now yeah
2: (laughs) who said pink pink right there yeah unless you changed it this morning i don't know (laughs) Now, are we going to do a thing where they have to shout out what they think, or they each get a guess? They each get a guess. All right, okay, good. Because I would love to read the full line of these, because this is good stuff. Okay. Number one. Because we the leaders, and they the followers, and we the nutbusters, and they the swallowers. They are the rumors, they are the the lies, we are the shit dog, and they are the flies. Yay. Yay? Yay. That is Kanye from... Gossip files on the freshman adjustment mixtape. There we go. Alright. Number two. My dog worked at Taco Bell, hooked us up with plural. Fired a week later, the manager count the churros. Sometimes I can't believe it when I look up in the mirror. How are we out in Europe spending Euros.
0: Yay. Uh, I'll
2: say I'll go Jay. It is Kanye. Yeah. I think this guy knows it all. (laughs) You seem too confident in that. (laughs) And I've never heard that line. But that's from, uh, well, I have. It's on Gone, but I don't remember that line. (laughs) Favorite song? Well, there you go. (laughs) Number three. Do you want to read any of these? I would hate to... This is the one you're most excited about. I am, but I'm also kind of excited to hear you read it. All
3: right. I'll read it. I'll read it. Cake. Cake, cake. Cake, cake. Cake, 500 million. I got a pound cake. People is fronting. That's upside down cake. Get them a red nose. They clown cakes. They should have never let you round cake. Look at my neck. I got a carrot cake. Now here's the icing on the cake. Cake,
2: cake, 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 cake. cake. <laughs> never heard that before, so I'm going to say J. Yeah, I'm going to say J as well. It is indeed Jay-Z. That's a a, very Jay-Z line. It's the most Jay-Z line (laughs) I have ever heard. All right. Should I do the next one? Yeah. Okay. Rappers get nasty in the booth, but I'm grosser. I can't even stomach myself. Ulcer. Jay. Jay? Yeah, I think Jay. It is also Jay. Did I make these too easy? You done fucked up, Travis. (laughs) Sometimes I can't, I, I tried to pick things that kind of sounded like they might have been both, but that is also a very J line. You can do the last one. Okay. We blasting off, just like
3: a laser.
0: Pew, pew, pew.
3: Get back, give me room, 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 DB9. Like, vroom, vroom,
2: vroom. I'll go first this time, because I, <laughs> I feel like you uh, knowing the answers. Yay. Jay it's kanye it's kanye oh so we that have was, a oh we do have a tie we have a tie oh, we didn't think about tie breakers
3: <laughs> <laughs> no do you both want different vinyls <laughs> i'll take either
2: relate reg or, or 808 power's the only thing i don't have on vinyl so that perfect works. love when that works oh do you want which one do you want I one's more for my money okay There you go. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Give him a hand. Yeah. (laughs) That last one, by the way, the laser one, Listen to Hate by Jay Z. It's on Blueprint 3. And I know everyone probably hates Blueprint 3. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You could tell just from that line, probably. Um, That's an amazing verse by Kanye. Like, that's one of the things I love about Kanye when he kind of has fun with it. And it's, I know sometimes people say, like, he's not a real rapper, you know? He's not like a Chuck D or a Jay Z, but like that's the Kanye kind of I like. Like it's awesome when he's making laser sounds.
0: Yeah. It's uh
3: it's you, awesome. You know, I didn't I didn't become a, a Kanye fan until 808s came out, and I was just listening to 808s obsessively because I was in college in Cleveland in the dead of winter and very depressed. <laughs> and uh, I remember when Blueprint three came out like the next year, and you know I was starting to first become a Kanye fan and I heard this song where Kanye's making laser noises. And I was like, this is somebody that just gets what gets me (laughs) just gets it.
2: Like this is the artist I've been waiting for. Are there any Blueprint three fans in the house? I love okay, there we go. At least one. Now I just I love it now. I unabashedly love it now.
3: The album's really strange, because it's mostly produced by Kanye. It's yes. almost a fully produced Kanye album, and it featured J. Cole before J. Cole was anyone, Drake before Drake was anybody, and Kid Cudi before Kid Cudi was anybody. So it's just kind of a a very weird showcase of what the next generation of hip-hop was going to be.
2: Yeah. I wish I would have been on that level. I actually wasn't... I, don't, I think I probably started listening to Kanye right when 808s came out, too, but I didn't listen to 808s at all, because... To me, Connie was just on my running mix. That was it. So college dropout, uh, labor restriction and graduation were all great for my running mix. Like there were only a couple like that wouldn't work, but I, that's I was just in love with them though, like from that. And then 808s was kinda I, of course when Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out, I went to full blown fandom, but yeah. Were you like hype
3: running to family business? Absolutely. <laughs> and crying at the same time. And just like roses, you're like, fuck that nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Any other other discussion topics that people have in mind? Uh, Fashion, specific song, specific time period for Kanye?
2: We've got questions. Oh, here we go.
0: This is kind of a follow-up to what you were talking about before. Do you think... The way some people love or hate Kanye, he's a polarizing figure, right? It's not always about the music. In fact, it's usually not about the music. Do you think there's a double standard with Kanye and why? Because you, know, you hear there's been pop musicians, rock musicians over the years, many of them have been assholes yeah. <laughs> most of their <laughs> career, but people mostly just care about their fans because of the music. Yeah. And it seems like with Kanye, maybe it's a celebrity, maybe it's something else, that there's a double standard and he's really polarizing for other reasons. Why do you think that is?
3: It seems that there was a lot of positivity surrounding Kanye up until the VMAs. I know he got some flack for the Bush thing, but even with the Bush thing, George Bush does not care about black people. George Bush is George Bush. Yeah, I think that was a a popular opinion at the time and something that was ahead of the curve, I think, in the modern zeitgeist. Like if Kanye were to come out and say that today or if today's culture was back then, I don't think it would have been a shocking as it was when he said that Um, but then with the vmas there really did seem to be a turning point in the perception of kanye the discussion of kanye because people would always talk about him as egotistical i remember me as like a freshman sophomore in college being like you know i like gold digger but kanye's just so egotistical i didn't know anything else i couldn't tell you why i thought that but it was just kind of In the zeitgeist. So it seemed that there was just something about the branding up to that point. Um, And then with the VMAs, that was a breaking point for a lot of people to just be like, gross, like, who does that? It seemed to break social conventions and politeness conventions to a point where people really were okay um, hating him. And then some of the quotes, I remember during Yeezus, he had said something about when he climbed the mountain it made him aware like his job was dangerous and it made him like kind of in the level of a a police officer or something um, where you're putting your life on the line. But more in just the context of he was aware of how vulnerable he was in that moment uh, compared to somebody just at an office. And he got so much flack for that. Police chiefs were doing newspaper articles saying like, Kanye wants to know what it's like to be a police officer. He can come to my department and we'll like send him out into the field And that was another wave of hate, especially with I Am A God being on that album. It seemed he was just pissing everybody off.
2: If you want to really find the root of it, I Am A God is a great example where people don't like hearing that. Saying someone, you know, you see that Kanye has a song called I Am A God. Fuck that guy. Like, he thinks he's a god. He thinks he's so great. But I Am A God is so ironic It is about somebody who's so self-consumed that they don't realize how lonely they are when they put themselves on that elevated level. Um, And I think if you're not willing to understand that, you just see the ego. You see somebody who's full of himself. And I think part of it too, honestly, um, just from the Taylor Swift thing, I think part of it's racial. Um, Like to have this loud, proud black man screaming over to this white girl who's like adored by tweens, like I just think it's kind of something that It's just the natural way society reacts, and they didn't forgive him for years. I feel like just only until now have people kind of started to forgive him and let him back into, um, you know, the lexicon. A part of that is probably because of his illness, but it's just been enough time, and Taylor's marriage has changed. So I feel like it's just been kind of natural that people have been lighting up on that.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. You had...
0: The I am a God song. Which it's an interesting song where people did kind of hate him for that line. But it's a part of a song that I love because Kanye was speaking some truth in there where uh, biblically, you know, if you really break down his lyrics, he's looking at Exodus 3 where Moses revealed his, where God revealed his name to Moses saying that uh, his name is I am. So Exodus 3, it's where God revealed his name, but also in the Bible uh, where Jesus said, uh, gods are ye all, children of the most high, saying that we all are gods. Um, so it's an interesting line where Kanye is telling people that, you know, he is a god, but he had an interesting response to people's criticism where he said, if I said I was a nigger or a thug or a pimp, people wouldn't complain. But when I say I am a god and I'm just reflecting what Jesus told y'all, I'm regurgitating that uh, y'all had a problem with me. So it's layers to Kanye kind of that I pe- I think people um, don't have the ability to listen to rap. Like we just listen to rap. But I think there's a, a skill in being able to listen to rap that a lot of people miss and get caught up on the surface. Absolutely. Uh, I,
2: yeah. Love it.
3: That's one of the interesting things that having the podcast that we do and having the kind of analysis that we do of the albums and songs and putting forth that like, well, if you look at what this track's talking about, it goes along with this and you can see the narrative progression and thematic progression. Uh, We get people that would just be like, no, that's not,
2: it's music. He's Kanye West. He doesn't do that.
3: Yeah. And it's one of those things where you would, you wouldn't question if you watch a Kubrick movie that there's more going on beneath the surface. You wouldn't question if you read a book by, you know, Don DeLillo or Virginia Wolf that there's subtext and stuff going on beneath the surface. But it seems like when it comes to music at this point with how it just the power of the single and the power of the superficial music, rap music, I would say. Yeah. That people just don't want to think that there's more going on beneath the surface or they don't look at it as being art in the way that we know that there's a area of film that's art. There's an area of literature that's art. Um, they just think that it's either being told, like, the art would be spaceship, right? The art isn't hold my liquor or
2: I'm a god. And honestly, like, I get it because music is so young compared to, like, all other parts. Like, mo- even movies have been around, like, you know, like the album format anyway, have been around, movies have been around so much longer than, like, literature. People just aren't, it almost seems like they aren't ready for music to be on that level.
3: Yeah, well, and there takes, like, a, an analytical ability. I mean, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we didn't study film and study yeah. narrative and all of that. So, yeah, it, it, there's a weird dynamic in place when it comes to understanding the layers, especially when it comes to Kanye. Um, hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do think that Kanye, as you were saying, too, is coming back in popularity And that it's there's way less of a stigma around him. He still gets the egotistical label, but I think now it's to the point where it's almost like the fun egotistical uncle rather than (laughs) like this guy that you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, Any other topics?
1: So I'm wondering, this is actually interesting. I wanted to see if you guys have noticed this or anybody in the audience has noticed this. I've, when talking to people about Kanye, people that are kind of like, in some way, like Kanye West fans or like are interested in his albums, kind of not just like, oh, he's egotistical. Like they actually like, maybe they don't like this album, but they like some of his albums. They're kind of interested in him. They're fans in some way. I've noticed that it seems like for a lot of people whatever opinion they had on Jesus, they have the opposite opinion on life of pablo where i've noticed that it seems like a lot of people like though oh Jesus was great but like life of pablo that's when he kind of got off the rails or alternately like uh Jesus was kind of messy to me but life of pablo really brought me back so i'm wondering have you guys noticed this how do you guys uh kind of uh think about that um And, like, me personally, Life of Pablo grew on me, but I'm still, like, I think, like, Jesus is one of his best in a way I don't with Life of Pablo. So, like, I think that there is kind of an interesting divide with, like, different types of music fans, different types of hip-hop fans, like, things like that. So I was wondering if you guys had any insight on that, why that is, if you've noticed that talking to people.
2: Can I ask really quick, what's your problem with the Life of Pablo?
1: Um, I mean, it's grew on me later. I think, like, I, I get what he was trying to do. It's just that... Honestly, like, I actually originally, and I even had this with Jesus. usually his albums take a while to digest with me. Right. And I'm, like, thinking, oh, I was so wrong about it, like, a year later. But with Life of Pablo, I think that, with, I had the original, but, like, Jesus, the more I listened to it, the more, like, fully formed it all felt. Like, right. how concise it is and how it goes. And Life of Pablo, like, the messiness was the point, and I think it's cool. But even then, like, not all of the songs have really grown on me. Like some of them are, but even like some of the songs that I was kind like of freestyle for, yeah, freestyle <laughs> four, I'm not too huge on. Like I, I think that for me, the second half is so much better than the first, honestly, because like that's kind of like back to back, really good. But like I've kind of, I don't know. I think Jesus just feels more like what I want from an album generally, but I also, I do think it was really cool, like, how he did it, and how he kept updating it, too, because, like, the other thing I know is, like, when I look online, like, people have their own playlist of, like, (laughs) oh, I want this version of Famous, (laughs) I want this version of Wolves, they, some of them did edits with it, like, it was, uh, I do kind of like that aspect, which, because it, like, was kind of intentionally so, um, I people had, like, things they could do with it, and ways they could form it, it kind of was, like, living, breathing in a way that was really fascinating. So I, 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 I like it now. I've grown on it, but I still never really, I never really fully grew to love it in the way like I eventually did with Jesus, And of course I did with like later registration, fantasy, all those albums. I think you kind of touched on what a big
2: part of the hesitation is, is it's going to take a while for this album to grow on people. I don't feel like Jesus started getting love until very recently. I think at first people hated Jesus. I even think, I, I didn't hate it at first. So I was kind of like, oh, Kanye is like a nut job now. This podcast now, is over. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone can be basic at times. Um but yeah, I um I think you kind of touched on what will become what people will appreciate about the album in due time is that the fact that it is a living breathing album. It's literally called The Life of Pablo. It's something that evolves, that kind of is adding to, is changing. Um I think that's so fascinating. This idea that this, the biggest like Hip hop star in the world is willing to like take a risk like that, that is willing to not just put something out and just like let it make money, you know, and just like leave it alone. He's like truly committed to it and making it and shaping it and making it as perfect as possible. Um, And adding St. Pablo after the album had been out for that long. And St. Pablo is a song where he's kind of looking at the landscape and kind of looking at how the album fits into the world and what it says about him. Like, I just think that's so amazing. And I don't know. I feel like that over time, like you'll start to see other artists doing stuff like that. And I feel like the album will have like a lot of impact that way.
3: Uh, Specifically to the Jesus life of Pablo divide. I feel like we spent a lot of time on the Kanye subreddit, which went from, you know, in 2015, 18,000 subscribers to today approaching 120,000 subscribers. Um, Just if that's a, track of kanye's popularity right now uh it's booming but on twitter on there just really talking to a lot of people about why they like the first half of kanye but not the later half why they like Yeezus but hate life of pablo why they love life of pablo but hate 808s um, and the answers are stupendously varied um, lo and behold it's not a simple issue but I do think that there's something in, as you're getting at, in the fact that Yeezus had a soundscape that was very consistent um, to where you're almost immersed in that soundscape in the way that 808s does or the baroqueness of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. When you get to the life of Pablo, he's getting into this tension between fame and settling down. Which is there on the album cover? You, you know, you have the big booty model, and then you have the family at the wedding with the bride and groom, uh, with which one plastered, you know, four thousand times. So it's uh, that album's front half, I think, is purposefully messy. And people that really liked being kind of soaking in the soundscape of Jesus get to that album, and they don't get to stay in any one soundscape they're jumping from something that has the beauty of Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 that's being undercut then by Father Stretch My Hands Part 2, where he goes from this vulnerable place to rejecting that vulnerability and like finding comfort in the uh, designer kind of... Uh, 500 and out of control. Yeah, braggadocio, like, I got cars, I got cars, when he had just been talking about the pain that he has. Uh, getting into famous and using ego as a way to deal with vulnerability issues uh, before finally near the end of the album starting to find that consistency and rhythm so I I think that might get to some of the divide there Um, some people gravitate more towards that mix mismatch yeah uh, where other people gravitate more towards the soundscape
2: I actually think life of Pablo is my favorite Kanye album actually and part of that is being a Um, stalkerish Kanye fan at this point where I have a podcast about him and pretty much spend hours a week talking about him but um, just kind of following him and his place in the world and his relationship with Kim and him actually becoming a family man like I really I feel wolves like it feels very real and I don't know the end of that album does something that I think none of his other albums have really reached yes Uh, final game yeah let's play the final game and then uh, this one's called... Actually, I'm going to change the name of this real quick. It's called Wait, Kanye... What? <laughs> Which is a regular feature in our show. We, uh, we name our favorite line from each song, and then we name the line that is... Sorry? What? <laughs> um, so, yeah. We're going to name... Um, we're going to have three different rounds, and they're going to be... Kanye. Well, it'll make sense when we play it, I guess. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so, for the first contestant
3: question... What's Kanye's father's name? Which may be more difficult now than I thought it might be. Oh. anybody, anybody know what's Kanye's mother's name?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who said it? You said it. Get up here. All right. His dad's Um, name is Ray, by the way.
3: And then uh, name one of Kanye's two favorite movies.
2: Yeah. Yes. There we go. All right. There will be blood is the
3: other Akira which the stronger music video is just Kanye doing Akira he has like scene for scene remakes to where it's like him in a hospital struggling with like his growing telekinetic powers (laughs) which is amazing to watch
2: I feel like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like is Akira and Jesus is there will be blood (laughs) just like (laughs) steeping in the pain okay so, no. Um, oh, yeah. So we have three different rounds here. Um, so this first round, I'm going to read four lines. So on Jesus, Kanye proudly claims, as we discussed, that I am a God. Here we have four quotes. Three are from Kanye, and one is from God. Which one is from God? I feed the branches of the people. Two. My voice travels mountains. Three. Everyone who has heard me and learned from me comes to me. Four. I live and breathe every element in life. (laughs) Not not too hot, oh my God. (laughs) Do you need any of them reread? I'm going to go three. Three? Okay. So he's saying everyone who has heard me and learned from me comes to me. Still got branches. I'll feet. go two. two. The, my voice travels mountains. You are correct. He says, or God says, everyone who's learned from me. Well, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, there we go. We got one right. You want to do the next one? Sure. Okay. Uh, these all
3: make strange connections with food. One belongs to Kanye. Three belong to Cardi B. Which one belongs to Kanye? <laughs> Clothing should be like food. There should never be a $5,000 sweater. You know what should cost $5,000? A car should be $5,000. Two, don't expect me to cook. I'm tired. I'm as tired as you. Three, I'm a human just like you. I like chicken with barbecue sauce, just like you. And four, if I were elected president of the United States, I would allow food stamps to get McDonald's.
2: Four. What Kanye said? Yeah. I feel like it's one, ironically. It is one. It is one. Clothing should be food. But <laughs> He's Con- got a point. He does have a point. But <laughs> if I could eat my
3: clothing. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, four was a good guess, too, because Kanye yeah. has a poem. <laughs>
2: yes. McDonald's Man. And he's talked about running for president in 2020. So, it, yeah, with I, I got where you were going there.
3: McDonald's Man poem's amazing. Oh, my God. We should have just stood up here and read We should that. have just read it
2: for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Um, we got five tweets here. Four of them are from Kanye, and one is from Jaden Smith. If you don't follow Jaden Smith on Twitter, do yourself a favor. Which one is Jaden? Who's seen the play Wicked? I've seen it four times. Other than loving the music, acting, and costumes, it's my story. Two, I just threw some kazoo in this bitch. (laughs) Three, when you party, I'm on a treadmill. When you sleep, I'm on the treadmill. When I tweet, I'm on the treadmill. Remember this. Four, I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me and I'm like, oh great, now I gotta be responsible for this water bottle. (laughs) Five, this is actually my favorite one. I make awesome decisions in bike stores. Don't know what the context of that was. What was number two? Can you read number two again? Yeah. I just threw some kazoo in this bitch. (laughs) Is number one Jaden wicked? Uh, Is that your final guess? Yeah. Okay. Can you read three again? Yes. Uh, I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake... Oh, wait. No, sorry. Three. This is... When you party, I'm on the treadmill... When you sleep, I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> I love it. I'm reading this again. When I tweet, I'm on the treadmill. Remember this. It's That's the, one that could go <laughs> go three. the two you picked. I feel like are the most. <laughs> um, you're correct. The treadmill one is the Jaden Smith one. Kanye apparently loves Wicked. Who knew? <laughs> Which you know we always
3: argue for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy that it uses the structure of the wizard of oz and uh that the first part dark fantasy um gorgeous and power is him starting to slip with him falling out the window leading that's kind of his tornado leading to the interlude and then waking up with all of the lights which is kind of the start of the nightmare um or the dark twisted fantasy and he sent that tweet about wicked in september of 2010 and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out in November of 2010, so I feel like that's.
2: Just saying.
3: Yeah, uh, so you can uh, you tied. No, no, no. Oh uh, no, no, you, you won. won. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't take it away from him. <laughs> yeah.
2: You do, do you guys remember Josh Groban singing the last two? I think it might have been on Jimmy Kimmel like a long time ago. What was he, he saying? He got he got, Josh, he got Josh Groban to sing Kanye's tweets. Oh really? And he sang the last two that you guys. Oh, fantastic! This awesome. I am gonna find that immediately when we leave here. Yeah, we're gonna. I almost end feel like we should just, just play it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's
2: your prize. This oh, is all you oh, get. You. <laughs> I mean, it's Jesus. This is
3: it's my favorite Kanye album.
2: Well, but it, I but I don't have a CD player, so well,
3: well. <laughs> it will stay sealed. Yeah, get it framed, and then people will be like, "Do you have a framed blank CD case?" You'll be like, "Do you see that orange label? It's Jesus."
2: All right. Well, thanks for playing, guys. Yeah. All right, got seven minutes left. Seven. minutes. This is your chance. If you've been waiting to talk about Kanye in a room full of Kanye fans, this is when you want to do it. Here we go. Here we go. We did an AMA on Reddit, and we thought, like, oh, if no one asks questions, but great, I love it. (laughs) What's your least favorite Kanye album and why? I don't want to answer that. answer (laughs) yeah i mean i we're gonna have the same answer same
3: answer for both of us it's uh the college dropout of all things yeah which you know we really like we still love college dropout like i've listened to one of the best
2: albums ever just might be the seventh best album ever
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's the fact that we both love the the narrative and thematic depth that kanye offers and on the college dropout that's when kanye's at his like, youngest when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, I like comparing it to LeBron James. Like, when you watch early first few seasons of LeBron James, he's just this athletic freak throwing down, but he's not controlling the game as he would later in his career, where he's just understands the flow so well. And while currently his athleticism is still freakishly there, it's not what he was when he was a rookie, but... He still manages everything. So I feel like College Dropout is like that. You you see what Kanye's doing, but he's not quite doing it on the level he'll get to.
2: Right. And I do think College Dropout is one of the only albums for me that actually has bad songs on it. I think Graduation on, there are no bad songs. Like, that's the level I'm on. And College Dropout has, like, School Spirit and, um... I don't... And, like, New Workout Plan. I mean, I, I loved it as a kid, but... As a kid, as a teen... Um, Breathe Uh, and Breathe Out. You know what? We actually had somebody asking us on Twitter to talk about Breathe breathe and Breathe Out because we have famously defended that song. (laughs) Yeah, which
3: the defense of it, it's the... So a lot of Kanye's tracks on College Dropout, it's either him giving one verse that's very narrative driven, like on Spaceship, or it's him doing kind of a triptych of different uh, kind of short stories, which is what happens on All Falls Down. But when you get to, uh, whatchamacallit, Breathe In, Breathe Out, that's the first one that he does three verses that all kind of have a continuity that builds, which is kind of exactly what he does on every other album from then out. So it's a f- kind of the first instance and earliest instance of that. How successful is he with that? Debatable, <laughs> but it's at least, I think, more interesting than
2: what is initially given credit. And I'm a huge Fast and Furious fan, so anything of Luda, I'm just, like, on board.
0: One more. Yeah. A controversial follow-up. I think College Dropout was Kanye's blackest album, which is a question. Is that why you might not connect with it? I mean, think about some of the songs on there where he's talking about we don't care.
2: For
0: sure. Right? We don't care what people think. Um, but song for song, Spaceships, you know, I'll Fly Away, uh, it was a song where I think, yeah, he was his youngest, but he also was, I think, connecting with certain people. Yeah. And his songs since then have become a little bit more global. Um, but to me, I know I made it through architecture school, listened to... Uh, to college dropout. I didn't drop out. That. Oh, I listen on repeat. Uh, Trust me. <laughs> but I do have a question. I know, have y'all heard Kanye talk about wanting to be an architect uh, or designer? And, oh, sound like you haven't.
3: Don't know if I've heard that. I feel like I, the architect thing rings bells, but not. He, he worked with architects on the Yeezus tour. Um, yeah, I remember the two that he worked with said that talking with him, it was like talking to a peer.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, I guess for the guy who got the the Jesus album, so it was based on that album was based on a uh, an architect named Le Corbusier, where he Kanye studied his lamps and yeah, um, but yeah, but Kanye talks about wanting to be an architect and some of the challenges um, that he faces as a designer, being pigeonholed to this guy who writes rhymes. Um, but I would love to hear a podcast. If you guys listen to his interviews about architecture, I uh, yeah. think that would be dope. It would be uh, a pretty interesting concept. I'm glad he didn't become an architect, though. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? oh. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: oh. What's being said is Virgil Abloh, who works hand-in-hand with Kanye on a lot of his design elements, was an architect. Um. hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um. So I guess does does that do it for us?
2: Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming out and participating. Thank you.
3: Anybody listening to the live stream? That's real applause. We do not. (laughs) We do not have a track. (laughs) But uh, to the people listening on the live stream, thank you very much for uh, tuning in on TuneIn. And, uh, you know, people listening in the future, hey. Hi. (laughs) And thank you all. Thank you, South By. Thank you, TuneIn. Awesome.